Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. This episode has been brought to you by The Afterlight Institute. The Afterlight Institute is a community of teachers and students seeking to expand their spiritual gifts and their inner wisdom on the road to illuminating their forgotten selves. Offering online courses, in-person retreats, live events, online expositions, and more, the Afterlight Institute is a safe and inclusive space for all. To learn more, head to theafterlightinstitute.com. Hey, Lauren here, and welcome to The Afterlight, and I'm joined today by Hannah the Suburban Witch. She is a professional tarot reader. Hi, Lauren here, and welcome to The Afterlight podcast. I'm joined today by Hannah the Suburban Witch, who is a professional tarot reader, a natal astrologer, and an eclectic witch located in Australia. Hannah's goal is to make witchcraft and alternative spirituality fun, informative, and accessible to all. She blogs about witchcraft and astrology with pop culture references to fandoms such as Disney and Harry Potter. She hosts the podcast Witch Talks, interviewing key witches in the community. She has a thriving YouTube channel with content from spellcrafting. She has a thriving YouTube channel with content from spellcrafting, tarot tutorials, witchcraft basics, and even details on her own journey from Pentecostal Christian to proud witch. Hannah is joining me today to talk about all things psychic divination. Welcome, Hannah. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. So this is the second time I've had you on the show. And one of the things that I don't necessarily like to do is to go too much into stories that we've already discussed. So for our listener at home, if this is the first time you've heard of Hannah, where have you been? But also, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to our previous conversation together. I'll put a link to that in the show notes because her story is really one that is so fascinating. And I loved all the things that we covered in our conversation when we spoke together the first time that I knew I needed to have you back on the show for a second time. So today we're going to be focusing on all things psychic divination. I want to find out a little bit from you about whether or not you are psychic. You know, are most people psychic? Is a coincidence happening in your life? An example of psychic divination or psychic skills at play? We're also going to talk about divination skills and connecting with your spirit guides and your spirit team. But before we get to that, Hannah, I guess we do want to do our listener at home a bit of a service. And maybe you could sort of summarize briefly a little bit about where your spiritual journey started. I did mention the Pentecostal Christian woman all the way to a proud witch. That is quite the transition. Yes, definitely. So as you said, I was raised as a Pentecostal Christian in a very, very strict upbringing, which was, it had its pros and cons, most of it cons in my opinion. But one of the pros of that was the the spirituality of religion itself. And the fact that I did actually receive things like visions and dreams, and I would prophesy through these dreams, which was a very big part of the Pentecostal church. And in my opinion, it is the most psychically active church. However, they would never want anyone to speak about it in those terms because the term psychic was evil and wrong and bad, which 
It really isn't. And using those skills, they were coming out naturally, not that I had that term for them. For me, it was a spiritual gift bestowed on me by God. And people would speak in tongues, which now I think of as things like light language. It's very, very similar. So there's these crossovers with what, what we do and what we see in the new age, witchy spiritual community here in other religions as well. We just have different terms for what they're called. So I had this amazing almost induction into spirituality and my psychic gifts and it was accepted under a different name and then when we got kicked out of the church when I was in my teens suddenly it was like well what do I do with this is it real did it really happen was it you know frenzied and induced by the area that I was in and all the people around me and I did kind of push back for a long time against anything spiritual I kind of went the complete opposite But of course, spirit has a way of dragging you by your heels back into where you're supposed to be going and what you're supposed to be doing with that. And so briefly, in a nutshell, it was a it was a lot of casting off those belief systems, those old belief systems and deconstructing that Christian faith that I'd been brought up in to really see the underlying psychic abilities that I had and to be able to call them that and to start utilizing those gifts that I've been given. And now I teach people how to, how to open up to those and how to not be fearful and how to use them in a way that's really helpful for their lives. Well, that's so beautifully said. How did you start to know whether or not what were, what you were seeing was real? I think it's sometimes, you know, especially as somebody who's on my spiritual journey and I've been for a very long time and much like you, I stepped away for a period and came back. And I think sometimes when we have these, you know, sort of deja vus or these coincidences, or we think of a person and then they phone us, we, there's some part of us that just thinks that, oh, it just is what it is. Then there's this other part of us, like this higher knowing that goes, yes, it means you're connected sister. It means you're listening. It means that you're where you're meant to be. How do you kind of check in with understanding what's real and maybe what's not, or is it all real? We've just sort of been asleep and (laughs) kind of we've lost our way potentially. Yeah. So it's a really common question. How do I know it's real? I'm not just making it up. And what I've actually, as you said earlier, I do like to uh, blog about Harry Potter. And there is a quote there from Dumbledore where Harry, Harry says, you know, is this all in my head? And he said, of course it is, but why does that mean it's not real? And it's kind of similar to that regard. That's, that's what I believe, right? A lot of the imagination space that we use so much as children and it grows out of us as we age, that imagination space is the prime area for our psychic space as well. And a lot of the coincidences that we see throughout our days and we often pass off as simply coincidences, I believe are not. They are messages. They are messages from the spirit world, from our guides, from our ancestors, deities if you use them. They're all trying to communicate with us. And if we open our eyes, we can see that. I will put in a little caveat here that there are times when mental health comes in and things that we see or hear and those sorts of things are not real and that can be induced by something else. And so there is a fine line there that if you are concerned, uh, I would chat with your doctor and and those sorts of things. They're usually um, fear inducing, like, you know, the telling you things that bad things are going to happen, that sort of stuff. Anything negative or lower vibe in that term, I would say is a bit of a red flag for what's coming through. In my experience, a lot of the psychic uh, things that we have coming to us is either a, it feels a bit lighter or it doesn't feel all doom and gloom, right? Um, I will give you an example and it, it wasn't necessarily a positive thing, but it was a connecting thing. 
And this was a dream that I had where I just knew it felt different. I was having a standard normal dream where I was ice skating inside a barn with my mom and my daughter, as you do in the dream realm. And then I stepped outside of the barn and my dream self saw my father and my stepmom sitting at a table outside on this beautiful hill. And my stepmother was crying, really, really crying. And I popped my head out and I said, what are you doing here? And I remember that being a bit of a shift from the dream, like something had changed. So what are you doing here? And she was saying, we're going to lose everything. It's all over. What are we going to do? And my dad said, oh, it's all right. I don't want to tell you yet. And so I popped my head back in and continued on with my dream. As soon as I woke up in the morning, I basically shot out of bed and said, I need to call my dad. That was something's going on. He doesn't want me to know about yet. I need to call him and check in on him. So I gave him a call that day and I said, I had a dream about you last night. And I dreamt that my stepmom was crying and she was really, really upset. And there was something happening that you didn't want me to know about. I was very, you know, very upfront about it as well. And I thought the worst thing that can happen is he turns around and says, oh, that's funny. What a weird dream, right? Nothing really lost in that regard. But what he actually said was, oh, we were up all night and she was crying. And I said, well, tell me what's happening. And he said, I had a a bit of bad news medically, but I just was a bit worried to tell you until I found out the full story, right? Don't worry, he's fine. But it was like my connection to my father and it's a spiritual connection we have to all of our loved ones. It was giving me a little hint that, hey, you need to check in on him. Something's going on. And he puts on a big brave face, but I'm sure he was pretty scared. So, you know, had him over and we talked about it and all of that. And in the end, I'm really, really grateful for that dream coming in it was giving me a push to say hey you need to open up that connection because he's not going to tell you himself he's too scared to Mm -hmm. so whilst it was a not nice scenario the whole vibe wasn't you know the world's crashing down or ending or any of that those are not the sorts of things that come through with psychic gifts in my experience yeah I wanted to ask you that because I think sometimes when people think of psychic skills or psychic gifts they think of you know, maybe a, a person in a dark room with a crystal ball telling them their future. And it's actually funny because I was talking to somebody about this yesterday and they're booked in to go and see a psychic in the near future. And I said to them, just remember, you always are in control of your future and you can change anything at any time. And you could tell that they felt a little bit nervous about the whole, you know, going to see a psychic and sort of this experience. And I guess I want to kind of ask you a little bit further about what you just mentioned there, which is that, you know, is there a reason to be fearful of our psychic gifts? Is there a reason to be afraid of opening up? the dream space of connecting to our spirit guides or is that fear maybe coming from old conditions and old programming and maybe even ego fearing the loss of itself in some level and there's actually nothing to be afraid of yeah look beginning my journey I too was very fearful I had a lot of things to work on myself and even when I first purchased my very first tarot deck that took me approximately a year or something like that to even just work up the courage to buy a tarot deck because I was convinced a demon was going to pop out or a portal to hell was going to open up and none of that happened none of that happened tarot deck is a piece of paper with pictures on it right that it doesn't hold anything inherently evil about it whatsoever Uh, but it is a tool that we can use and that our guides can use to help us with as well 
I have a lot of trust in the tarot and all of the divinatory tools that I use and utilize and that I teach on as well. And in my experience, a lot of that fear comes from fear of getting things wrong, fear of finding out something that we don't want to know and not being able to do anything about it. And you are so right. The future is not fixed. The, fix, the future is changeable and we have free will. So I often say when I have clients and they might be looking at, you know, an outcome of something and I say, look, this is what it currently is in the energy of right now, but you have the option to change that. So let's say you've got a job interview coming up and you say, well, I get this job. And maybe the card says, you know, yes. And you go, okay, well, I'm not going to go to the interview because I'm obviously going to get the job already. So I'm going to sit back and do nothing. Well, then you've changed your actions and you're not going to get the job. Okay, so you've changed your future because you changed with your free will what you were going to do. But if you'd kept on your normal standard course of action, sure, you were going to get that job. So that's a little way that it can sort of come through and tell us. And I will advise as well, if you're going to see a tarot reader or a psychic, an astrologer, any of that, what they're using is you know, the, the tools that they have and the knowledge that they have and the access they have to this psychic, these psychic skills and abilities to guide you into help making decisions and things like that. But if they're telling you, oh, be fearful, there is a curse upon your family, any of that, that's a red flag mm. away. Like there are, unfortunately, people that give this industry a bad name. And we have that in all industries, right? We mm -hmm. think, you know, car salesmen are crooks. You know, I'm sure predominantly most of them are not. But of course, there's going to be some out there that will sell you a dodgy car, right? So we've always got to be mindful of who we're going to see and their ethics and things like that. I have a code of ethics on my website and I recommend most professional psychics to have something like that and look at reviews, all of those sorts of things. But aside from, you know, being scammed out of money by a scam artist, which you have in any industry, there's nothing to be fearful of spiritually. Nothing's going to come out and hurt you. There are no demons that are going to pop out. There's no risk of exorcism. I used to believe that, you know, by opening ourselves up to this, we were opening ourselves up to possession, which is not the case at all. And unfortunately, what I think it is, is we're opening ourselves up to new ways of thinking and to not needing these organizations such as the church, right, that we go to for our advice, suddenly we can get our own advice. And oh, no, that's a bit of a power dynamic shift for the church. And they don't want that. So let's close off anything that can give people their own power. Would you say that developing your psychic skills is meant to be something that feels empowering and helps you feel joyful and lighter and excited about all the magic and miracles? of life? Absolutely. I think it reignites that passion for the universe and that wonder and magic that's out there. I think it's a, it's almost like going back into childhood where you do see magic at every turn where, you know, everything means something and is special. And I think that's important in this day and age and we've really lost that. And I wanted to mention as well earlier, when you'd ask, is it, is it real? A lot of trusting ourselves and the information that we get comes from validation and to get that validation you have to unfortunately be a little bit vulnerable and tell someone what you're getting mm. or you know, give a reading to someone tune in and trust it enough that you act on it and through doing that you will start to see that oh okay that did come true oh, that was the right decision to make. Oh, I can see where this was leading me. I can see how that was warning me or giving me a heads up. Those sorts of things can be 
really, really good to help you uh, trust those inst- instincts that are coming through. And mm-hmm. that's the other thing. A lot of the time we, we term it a gut instinct, right? Or I just knew or I had a feeling. And these are ways that our intuition is trying to get our attention, but we often don't give a lot of attention to it. And where we put our attention that's where the energy and the focus flows. So the more you start looking at those things, maybe record it down in a little notebook and write down what you got, when you got, and what date it was and what you think it might mean. And then you can start looking back and recording and checking your accuracy. And this is where that trust really starts to build. And now I know when I get certain things, absolutely I can trust it. I have no qualms in trusting any of the stuff that comes through to me because I've had all of that practice and because I've you know, had that validation back from clients, from friends, from family, and in my own life as well. And you don't have to be pursuing psychic reading or tarot reading or any of that as a career to want to develop these skills. They can just help you personally. And you can just keep your own little record as you go to help you with making a decision or to help you with choosing the right thing to do or trusting yourself or finding a way to empower yourself in your work, your career, your health, your love life, however you need a little bit more power or guidance in your life. That's beautiful. You know, you made me think of a funny story and I told it once on the show before, but if you haven't heard it or a listener at home hasn't heard it, it'll probably be funny too. But I remember I was doing a meditation and I got some sort of message from my grandmother who's passed over for my mom. And I can't remember right now what the message was, but I basically thought this is the weirdest thing ever. Right. So I thought, no, I'm not going to judge it. I'm just going to tell my mom, this is what I've got. And, um, and I felt really nervous about doing it because it was so ridiculous. It was like some weird memory that she asked me to, to remind her about. And when I told my mom, my mom said, no, that's not familiar to me at all. And I went, oh, okay. <laughs> kind of like went, uh, okay, never mind. And, and I guess I'm telling that story in a way because it is hilarious to sometimes say some of the things that you do get in a meditation or some of the inclinations you do get. And like you said, you know, maybe if I had written that down, it would be more familiar to me now. And maybe if I reminded her now, it would make more sense. Uh, but at the time, it made absolutely no sense to her. And so, I guess my question to you is, you know, it would be really easy for me to go, okay, well, clearly I don't have a gift or clearly I got that wrong and sort of maybe give up. But on the other side of things, it's maybe an opportunity for me to understand a bit more about asking clarifying questions or getting a little bit more information, or like you said, even developing a bit of a system you know, to, to write this sort of stuff down so that I'm able to reference it later. So how do people sort of develop their psychic skills? Do they need to take courses? Do they need to, you know, work with other people, read books, or can they just wing it and sort of see what happens? I mean, you can certainly wing it, but then if you don't have uh... I guess, someone guiding you along, then you could end up, like you said, where you just go, oh, I don't have it and just giving up easily. But we are all psychic. We all have access to this in varying degrees and to different strengths in different areas. And it can be helpful to just have guidance or uh, someone showing you the way and someone to practice with as well is absolutely imperative. And, you know, if you are doing what you've just done and you're like, oh, done, I didn't get it right. This is where writing it down can be really useful because even professional psychics, the industry average is at 80% accuracy. There's not a hundred percent, hundred percent would be incredible, but it's not, yeah. it's not really possible, especially with the changeable outcomes of not having a fixed future. 
Okay. So if you think about an 80% accuracy, that's one dream. You have 10 dreams, you tell 10 people, that's two times you get it wrong. And that's a professional average. If you're just starting out, if you're just learning, of course, it's not going to be that high, but it grows with time. The more you take those steps to trust, the better it gets. But definitely some guidance, uh, courses are a fantastic way to do it. Having a mentor, that sort of thing can be really, really useful. Uh, taking a class in a specific area that you want to upskill in, there are different ways we can use our psychic abilities, whether that is just purely on our own or whether we use a tool such as divination, then depending on the divinatory tool you use, there is so much uh, learning to be had over just one particular thing, whether that's something like candle wax reading, tea leaf reading, card reading, which is cartomancy, uh, using a pendulum. There are so many different ways we can decide to focus our energy with those psychic gifts. That's so cool. And I understand that, you know, your spiritual development and your, all the work and practice you've been doing, developing your psychic skills and your connection to spirit has really helped you through some challenging times. And you've actually decided to you know, take some of what you've learned and turn it into a course as well. Can you tell me a bit about how, you know, your development has really, I guess, enhanced your life and, and helped you and also a little bit about the course that you have coming up? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I do have a, a course that I've created, which is, it's for beginners, it's for people that have you know, never tried this before, but it's also for people who just need a bit more direction and guidance and help through all of that. And it goes through basically everything that you, you need to know to have a good foundation and practice with everything. Uh, with my own spiritual journey and path, I mean, before I knew how to do any of this stuff, it almost felt like I was a leaf in the wind and life would just push me this way and that. And I didn't really have a lot of control. It's kind of how I felt. Uh, and I was just sort of at the whims and mercies of the universe. Whereas now I feel so much more in control. If I have, you know, it, for example, I was choosing a school for my daughter to go to and we we're choosing a house. We had two houses that we had options for moving into. We've recently moved states. And out of these two houses, I thought, well, I'm gonna, I'm going to pull a couple of cards and have a look. And my actually my husband said, pull a card. And I was like, oh, of course. So we pulled a card and it was very clear. It's like, all right, this is the house we want. We'll take that one. And what an easy decision rather than, oh, okay, let's look up the area and let's look up this and let's look up the reviews of the schools. Like there was none of that. It was just which card is the best outcome. We'll trust the universe is guiding us to there. And I'll tell you what, this is by far an amazing, amazing location that we've got. And knowing now, because we're moving into state, we didn't know mm -hmm. the areas at all. It was all just a name on a piece of paper. Now knowing what the other area is like, we dodged a bullet. Absolutely. <laughs> it would have been not a great area in terms of things like crime rates, that sort of thing. And I'm sure we could have got to that information ourselves with a ton of research and maybe asking around in Facebook groups, mm -hmm. but how much quicker and easier was it for us to just pull a card and trust that universe? What was it, what it was telling us? Yeah. So super easy. And that's one of the things I do uh, detail in the course. I have a whole uh, section on learning to read the tarot that falls under systemized divination because there are different forms of divination. The very first one I bring into the course, well, before we go into anything, I go through foundations of psychic hygiene and that sort of thing that you need to really have down pat before even starting with divinatory tools. 
all the psychic senses, right? You've got to start with the basics first, make sure you have a really strong foundation to then build on. And then we go into simple divination and simple divination is sometimes things like uh, a Ouija board, which don't worry, it's not terrifying, but you don't have to use it if you are scared. A lot of people from that religious upbringing or even pop culture have a lot of fears around the Ouija board pendulums, flipping a coin. We all know how to flip a coin. Those are simple divination, usually gives you a yes or no answer, but how to use that properly and to trust it. Okay. So there's, there's more than just, oh, you go and flip a coin. Uh, then we go into the systemized. So that's things like, um, you know, astrology, cardomancy, so reading oracle cards or tarot cards, that sort of thing. And then the free flowing things. So tea leaf reading, uh, fire scrying, uh, black mirror scrying, all of that, which is much more advanced. And that's the very last module in my course, because it is something you have to work up to. And you need a good, strong foundation with those psychic senses. And I have whole modules devoted to all of those psychic senses as well, to give people all of the tools they need to accurately find which one is their strongest, because spirit will speak to you through your strongest sense and might use the other ones and activate them at different times, depending on the information that needs to come through. But it's, so it's good to know about all of them, but doing the exercises that I put through in that course can really help people figure out which one to rely on the most and to work with the most. And so that can also guide you as to which tool is going to be best for you to get the answer quickest and most effectively. Oh, that sounds so awesome. And I know you were telling me before I hit record that you also have a special that's going to be happening with your course, which is that people actually get full access to you. Can you tell me a bit about that? Yes, I'm really excited about it. So this is, it's a live course, which means, you know, we have a module that comes out every week and then you do that module. And before the next one comes out, I've actually organized to do like a live Zoom call where you can be face-to-face -face with me. You can pop your questions in from, from that previous module. Like, oh, I had a question about something you said, you know, ask me yourself and I can respond right then and there live in person. So we'll do sort of any questions about the previous one and just talk about what we've learned so that you can help to sort of uh, really take that information on board. It's not just a workbook and someone talking at you through a screen you're then able to interact and engage talk with other people see what their experiences have been like as well and we can all collectively go through that together and then I've planned an exercise for each one so depending on what we've just learned we might practice that right then in the class and you don't have to if you're not comfortable you can have your screen off and your sound off if you just want to watch or just watch the replay later uh, but it can be really great if you want to actually start using these because Sometimes that is the hardest part, being able to trust yourself to use it. And I'll tell you what, using it with a stranger who doesn't know you, can't judge you, and you can say, hey, I think your aura is colored red. And they can say, that doesn't make sense. You go, okay, you don't know me. I can run away. Or they might say, hey, that makes a lot of sense with what I've got, got going on, right? So this is where that practicing can be really, really useful. And to do that with each module, with each thing that we're talking about, I think is just going to skyrocket people through their psychic development. That is one of the number one things to have a, a development circle and an activity, especially weekly like this. We're going to see people just make leaps and bounds. I'm, I'm really excited about that aspect. Oh, it's so exciting. Well, I know that it's open now. The doors are open, but the space is limited as well. So obviously, depending on when our listener at home is going to listen to this episode, um, I guess maybe there'll be an opportunity for them to take advantage of something that you will be offering later. But if people want to act on it now, it's pretty important too, because you do have limited space. Is that right? 
Correct. And especially because of that live aspect once a week, if we did that with a hundred people, you're going to lose any benefit to it. It needs to be smaller. And that way I can get to know people as well. We'll have a Facebook group as well, where you can place questions if you're not comfortable or can't make it to the live, but I think it just needs to be a little bit cozier and that's where people are going to feel safer to do these sorts of things and feel heard as well. We're going to have that option. Whereas if it was just too big of a group, we wouldn't be able to. So that's the reason I've kept it small and you know, it is, it is still a lot of time in there. So I'm, I'm not sure if we'll, you know, do a little bit more in the future, but hopefully if, if there's no spots there, maybe if there's enough interest, we can open up and do a few more rounds or something like that future depending. Perfect. Well, I'll put a link to all that in the show notes, but if people are interested, what's the best way of finding out more about, you know, what you're up to and your courses and potentially even sign up for this course? Definitely. So they can head to my website, which is suburbanwitchery.com. And if you put forward slash courses, you can find all of the information there and sign up as well, which will take you through to where you can purchase everything and jump on board and come and meet us and, you know, kickstart your psychic journey as well. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Hannah. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.